the black man, the black man, brother, for as long as this universe has been here, the black man has been here. For as long as this universe has been here, the black man has been here. We believe, brother, that the black man is God. What? Yeah, 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 brother, brother. When I say the black man is God, brother, you don't mean God, couple brother, brother. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about your flesh, brother. Brother, there's something in you, brother. There's something in you which is so magnificent, so beautiful. The very essence. Welcome to Real Black Conquerors Foreign Podcast. This is Big VJ Check It In. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about some history. We are going to talk about some history, right? And you know, on Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast, we, um, you know, we allow the, the commenters to determine what we talk about, right? So, shout out to our sister Rodriguez, right? Sister Rodriguez, she dropped a comment and she said that uh, she's feel as though that black folks are delusional <laughs> for thinking that we was in the Americas prior to the slave trade. There's no way all of you guys is from Africa. They brought you guys over to the Americas, North, Central, South, all the islands. You came over by ship. And before you got here on the ship, you wasn't here. Right? There were no black folks in the Western Hemisphere, right? So, yeah, we're here, right? We're going to have that conversation for our sister Rodriguez. And, you know, um, you know, I, I feel as though I want to start the conversation off with a quote, right? Um, this is a quote by Dr. Wade Noble, San Francisco State University. And he's quoted for saying, you know, the essence of power is the ability to define someone's reality and make them live according to that definition as if that definition is their own choosing. Man, that's a powerful quote, man. The essence of power is the ability to define someone's reality. And make them live according to that definition as if that definition is their own choosing. So we as a people, we do that. We do that because we've been, you know, underneath the thumb of this devil. We are a true living example of a people that was colonized. No language. No religion. No culture. No activity, no gamesmanship, no God. A new people, essentially, black folks in the Americas, right? The black man and woman on planet Earth has what? We have no birth record. It's important that I start the conversation on that. The black man and woman in America, Africa, Asia, Europe, South America, wherever you find us on the planet, 
we do not have a birth record, right? So the term that we use, the term that I use in describing our people collectively is the original man and woman. The first people on planet Earth. The black man and woman, the first people on planet Earth, right? The Earth is 196 million, now 140,000 square miles. Is that right? The land on planet Earth is 57,255,000 square miles. Is that right? The water on planet Earth is 139,685,000 square miles. Is that right? So I'm saying that to say this, beloved. There's no way possible. I'm talking to the original man and woman now. There's no way possible a people can come after you and in turn give you your history. It doesn't make sense. I'm talking to you black man and black woman. Listen to me. A people cannot come after you and then turn back around and give you your history. Right? So, you know, if we put that on a common level, I am a product of my parents. My parents is a product of their grandparents. My, my children can't come along and give their grandparents their history. <laughs> it wasn't even here. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't work that way. No, the grandparents give the children their history. No, this is where you were. This is what happened to you. This is where you're from. That's how that works, right? We as a people collectively, black folks on planet Earth, we have did something, you know, we are, we, we, we let a, a devil, a brute beast, and his power over us, he defined our reality. We let the newest people on the planet, the pale man is the last person on the planet. Right? He's the last person. But we allow the youngest person, the youngest people group, to give every group that's older than him their history. And then we debate with each other when when I come on the platform and I say, listen, well, this is what our people say about the situation. You know what I'm saying? They would debate me because Mr. Muhammad told us, he said, you love the devil because he gives you nothing. If I came and I spoke and I talked about history and I did it with black scholars, black historians, they would laugh at me, beloved. They would be like, yo, that's pseudo it doesn't make is they just come up with every excuse in the book. So when I have to make these conversations, I got to use devil's work. I got to bring out the devil scholars because our people with the essence of power. Listen, now I'm going back to, to Dr. Noble at this point. The essence of power is the ability to define someone's reality and make them live According to that definition, as if that definition is their own choosing. So we're gonna have that conversation about black folks being in the Americas, right? We it's it's a thing we have to have, and it's important that we wake our people up and shake our people up, and you know, it's important that also I had to start off by giving our family the square mileage of the planet Earth. Listen, man, a hunt, listen, don't let nobody put you in that trick bag. 
The earth is 196,940,000 square miles, beloved. Can't no people group tell where another people group was at. Right? So if I'm just, I'm just assuming now, right? Sister Rodriguez, she's a brown woman. Right? She's, she's a brown sister. Brown folks can't tell black folks where they was. Because black folks was on the planet when we was on the planet by, I think it's so hard for our people to understand. We was on the planet by ourselves. We are the mothers and fathers of humanity. All these other people groups come out of us. The children can't come back and tell the parents where they were at. No, mama, you was in that one room. You stayed in that room all your existence. You didn't leave that room. That's how I feel like when these other folks is telling us we from Africa. No, y'all stayed in that room. You came from that room. You was born in that room and you was nowhere else until the, what the devil put you on the ship and took you around the world. Let's have a conversation. We're going to use some sources. We're going we gonna to go ahead on, man, because our people, man, I tell you, right? We're going to go ahead on. So let's see what we got, family. Let's see what we got. Even though we got our source up, right? And we can see it on the screen, ethnology. I got coffee, right? <laughs> the wife made coffee, so I just want to sit and talk for a minute before we even go deeper into the conversation with the original people of the planet, the black man and black woman, right? I just it's important that we begin this conversation off with this, right? Beloved, I just want to encourage you on there. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not delusional because you believe the testament and the oral tradition in your family over what the devil is telling you. That doesn't make you delusional, family. I don't care if your brown brother and sister tell you that, your red brother and sister tell you that. I don't care if your black brother sisters come back behind and tell you that because they believe in some Pan-African shit. That doesn't listen. That doesn't make you delusional because you do not believe this devil's every word. Nothing is wrong with you, right? Yo, we are taught in our lessons that planet Earth is 196,940,000 square miles, beloved. This is a pretty, this planet is a pretty big place. No people group, you know, they can damn near tell you their own history, you know. But no people group has the power to tell you your history, where you were at this big ass planet. He can tell you where you was at and where you wasn't at. That doesn't even make sense, especially a people group that came behind you. This is I'm talking to my people now, right? It's not possible. The man out of his own testimony, and I'm talking about the so-called pale man, right? The devil himself out of his own testimony, he stood up and told the world. That he thought it was flat. You, you, if you stay on that ocean too long, you goddamn fall off the planet. Now, how can a man from Europe who think the world is flat can tell you who in America's? He can't. He can't tell you what people group was here, what people group wasn't here, what who came from where. He wasn't even here. He wasn't even. He thought the whole world was flat. Yo, um. Let me let me say it this way, right? Because you know, <laughs> our brown sister, Sister Rodriguez, said that our people is delusional, right? And I just want to just listen. Check this out, family. 
I can't stress this point enough. Just because we don't believe everything that man says doesn't mean something is wrong with us. It doesn't mean that, right? Just because we don't believe that there's a there's a gentleman who who wears a red suit and he uh every holiday season he he leaves the North Pole and he he rides with his sleigh and reindeers and he go all around the world and he jump down people's chimneys and he deliver gifts to these folks and to the children and all. just because we don't believe that that don't mean you know something wrong with us if you believe it that's fine but we don't believe that that doesn't make us delusional because we don't believe the devil told us about this guy from the north pole we don't believe it just because we don't believe that you know uh, a woman that wears all black right with the black hat to match and they call her a witch and the devil says she got the ability to jump on the broom and do space travel and fly all around the globe. Just because you believe it. And we don't. That doesn't make us delusional because we don't believe the shit that he say. We just don't believe it. Right? It's just, you know, we, we don't believe that when you're growing up and you're going from in your progression as a human from a child to an adult and you losing teeth. We don't believe you can take teeth, beloved, and put them underneath the pillow. And, uh, you know, the tooth fairy is going to come take that rotten ass tooth out and he's going to leave some money behind. Because the devil told you that and you believed it. If we don't believe it, that don't mean something is wrong with us. We just don't believe the guy. He, he talked with a split tongue. When he tells a lie, he's talking his natural language. Right. Yo, just because you believe, right, when we start talking about history, just because you believe that there were some red people, right, from Asia, they walked over the Bering Strait. It was a super duper cold winter, and that part of the ocean became hard, like dry land. It became ice. And the Bering Strait, right, which is 52 degrees, uh, pardon me, which is 52 miles long, right, we are supposed to believe that an entire people group from Asia walk 52 miles and below zero temperatures with men women and children and animals and they walked over from asia all the way down to uh what we call alaska and then from alaska down to canada and all the way to united states and what we call mexico and you know the islands and central america and all the way down to south america and they literally populated all these lands but they walked over from asia just because you believe the Bering Strait theory and we don't that doesn't mean something is wrong with us. That doesn't make us delusional because we don't believe this shit that this man be saying. We just don't believe it. <laughs> but I get it, though, because, look, there's an American politician. Her name is Sarah Palin, and she resides in Alaska. And she said, look, she can see from Alaska. She can see Russian President Putin. Right. He, she can see him pick his little head up and all that. And, you know, and being that she lived in Alaska, you heard the American politicians say that and you probably believed her. You say, yo, she probably can see Putin from Alaska and you believed it. But we don't believe shit like that. No, when, when they talk, they're devils to us. No, we don't believe it. No, you can't see that. No, it doesn't work that way. Just because you believe that Christopher Columbus discovered America and the way this European, he sets it up. He says Christopher Columbus discovered America to the he put it in the context that you would think Christopher Columbus found the United States like he came to New York or some shit or he went to Virginia or Florida. But the truth be told, he never even 
Christopher Columbus don't even know United States exists. He never even came to the United States. So when he started talking about America, because remember, he made those four expeditions, 1492, 1493, 1498, and 1502. All that was the islands, Central America, and the top side of South America. He didn't even know what the United States looked like. But just because you believe that he found America, the territory that you're walking around that you call the United States, and we don't, that don't make us delusional because you believe that kind of shit. And we, we, know, we don't believe that kind of shit. He never came to the United States. He went to the islands for real, for real. Right? So there's, there's nothing sacred to this man. This man will lie about anything. You know what I mean? And if we don't agree on nothing before we had this conversation, we got to agree on this. If a man allowed his children, right? He allowed your children. You, do we agree on that? If a man will allow to his own children, he would definitely come back and lie to your children, right? Okay, since we agree on that. When the so-called pale man children come to him, beloved, and they ask him, where do other children come from? Where do children come from? He will look his own babies in the eyes and explain to them, listen, there's a stork, right? This stork, he comes out of the mountain and he got a baby wrapped up in clothing. And he, when mama wants a baby, uh, when mama wants a baby, you know, the stork will just fly down and just bring mama the baby. And that's where babies come from. But in our village, you know, we don't we don't tell our babies that we say when mom and daddy love each other and they had a connection. The love was so strong, baby. That's how you came here. This is, our, this is what we tell our sons and daughters. But that doesn't make us delusional because we don't believe what the devil is telling his kids. We don't repeat that shit. We let him repeat whatever he want to repeat. We just don't tell our babies that. Right. You know, we have a lot of people in our village that's very religious. Right. And they are in love with this great Messiah from Palestine, from Galilee. You know what I'm saying? Many of our people, we regard him as a wonderful savior, right? Counselor, right? Prince of peace. We go to the church house every Sunday and we show our devotion and dedication. But this same man, right? The, I'm talking about the European now because nothing is sacred to him. He'll come back and tell our people and all the peoples of the planet, listen, the man that you guys love so much, from Palestine, that man was born on December the 25th. And he'll look at you straight face now. He'll look at look you straight in the face, say, Yo, his birthday is December 25th. <laughs> now, just because y'all run around and repeat that, you know what I'm saying? Y'all repeat all these everything this man say, y'all repeat it. Just because we don't repeat that kind of talk, that doesn't mean something is wrong with us, beloved. That doesn't mean that. Yo. <laughs> that don't mean that. <laughs> hey man, I can go on and on. Just because the man told you he put a hundred million Africans on the slave ship, beloved. He put a he put a hundred million now. A hundred million. W E B the boys repeat that. Right? They got these so-called black scholars repeat that. They got these YouTube sensations. They repeat that. He really, yo, he, he, it doesn't even make sense. The story that he gives you doesn't even make sense. He tells you, you know, that everybody was in chains and they, he, they forcibly removed now a hundred million people 
from West Africa and brought them to the Americas. Here's what's just interesting about that. He showed you a slave dungeon in West Africa, but where's the slave dungeons in the Americas? It only makes sense if you're a thinking person, right? Because this is what this is the problem. When you start challenging him on what he said, it's, it becomes a problem. Yo, when he was, he, he showed you some slave dungeons again in West Africa. And then when you kind of do the research, you learn those wasn't even slave dungeons, man. They was like colonial homes, European style homes that was built on the West Coast of Africa. So when Mobutu is giving you a tour, and he's telling you this is the door of no return and all of this kind of jazz. Beloved, that, that shit never happened. Now, just because you believed it and we didn't, that don't mean something is wrong with us. But I just want to just give you this paint the picture because the truth is always in mathematics, beloved. Okay. We know the slave dungeons is fake. But since you believe it, it should make more sense to you that if he got slave dungeons in West Africa, because these people are captured people, right? That means he should have transported them over to America and then delivered them to another slave dungeon. He doesn't do that. There is no slave dungeons in New York. There is no slave dungeons in Virginia. There is no slave dungeons in the Carolinas. There is no slave dungeons in Florida. Don't that, shouldn't that ring a bell? How are you bringing captured people to a land, to a territory where there's no borders? There's nowhere to house these people and keep these people. And he never tell you how long the ship ride is. He act like there's no such thing as winter, spring, summer, fall, right? So he's showing you imagery of these half naked Africans, right? Because first he tell you they was in a slave dungeon in Africa and then they stayed there two or three or four weeks till the Portuguese got there. Now these people are not being fed, right? You know what I'm saying? They're not they're not being um taken care of properly, they're not being properly hydrated, but they was they stood in the slave dungeon in West Africa first. Then he put them in a ship. He never tell you how long the ride is from West Africa to America. It it gets that story gets sketchy about how long it takes. And then when you get here, where did they house you? Because there was no prepaid Africans that was already bought. You didn't have an owner yet. Didn't he tell you that you had to go to an owner first? He said he, he showed you pictures. He had to put you on an auction block, right? Then he had to sell you to an owner. Before you had an owner who owned you, if 400 people, just do the math yourself, black folks, if 400 people is on a slave ship, and they're leaving West Africa. Who owns them? Technically, nobody owns them. So when they get to the Americas, where are they taking them? Because the places he's showing us, Jamestown, Virginia, all these places, they don't have no, there's no slave port there. There's no slave dungeon there to hold somebody and to wash the slave off and bathe them and give them clothes. And you know what I'm saying? And let him sit here until he's coming. He's bought. They make it look like all these Negroes from Africa, they prepaid. They just, they come right up the ship and go where they're supposed to go. But you never question them and ask them, well, where the hell they was, you know. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. He never tells you, you know, um, what happened when it was wintertime. So what did the slaves do during wintertime? When the African slaves got to New York and Virginia and Delaware and Carolinas, because they act like these places don't get cold. So when the, the African slave who come from a tropical area, uh, area his entire life when he gets to Delaware and it's December or it's January 
or was February or was back in November. What happened? How did he get clothed? How did he, what happened? They never tell you this kind of shit. You never ask them this kind of shit. This is why you don't know. But man, maybe all that is a different story for different day. Because you know what I'm saying? Just because y'all believed the story and we didn't. <laughs> that don't mean something wrong with us. <laughs> we don't believe it, brother. No, sis, we don't believe that. Do you are you asking us? Did Africans come over? Of course, our brothers and sisters came over. We always say that on Real Black Consciousness Forum podcast. Are we saying that all of the Americas was full of black people? I never said that on this podcast. All we are saying, humbly and respectfully, all we are simply saying is that the people that's in the Americas was always in the Americas. The brown man have always been here. Our Mexican brothers and sisters have always been here. The red man have always been here. But black folks was here too. We wasn't all, we didn't just totally dominate in population. No, that's not what, no. We was in California, Central America, South America, the islands, Southeast portion of what we call the United States, certain parts of Canada. That's all I ever said. And all we ever said on this platform, when our African brothers and sisters came over here, it was a shuffle. We all got mixed in. That European and that 13 colonies was a tidal wave on us. And all I'm saying was the black indigenous peoples of the Americas got mixed in, right, with the African that came over. Not only did we get mixed in with the African, technically we got mixed in with the African and the East Indian, but somehow the East Indian have fell off the pages of history. We don't even talk about the guy no more. We act like he never was here. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. In the process of us being colonized as black folks, we lost our language. We lost our original tribes. But so did our brown brothers. Our Mexican brothers don't know their original language no more. Our Mexican brothers don't know their original tribes no more. They don't know. We speak English. They speak Spanish. We, we really similar in that, in that regard. Is that right? The English was on, on our head. The Spanish was on their head. They have small remnants of people that keep the old traditions, right? The old, the old language before the colonizer came here. Just small pockets. But us as black folks in the Americas, we got small pockets that keep the language too. This is why it's so important for us to connect with our Caribbean brothers because the Garifuni is pretty much our last hope. The Garifuni got their own language. But what did the devil tell us about our Garifuni brothers and sisters? He said these folks came from Africa. They, they came over. The ship crashed. They jumped off a crash ship and, and somehow less than 100 years created a whole new language. Huh? A whole new culture. Huh? A whole new diet. Huh? A whole new thing of ceremonial dances and in less than a hundred years? How? It would make more sense, right? Because if we just talking about the Garifuni people, the elders in the Garifuni people, they don't have no we came from Africa story. Just the youth do. Do you know why the youth have that story? 
The youth got it because they're in schools. The youth got it because they've been integrated in the school system and the school system is teaching Afro everything. So you're not a Brazilian anymore. You're Afro-Brazilian. You're not Caribbean anymore. You're Afro-Caribbean. You know what I mean? You're not American anymore. You're an Afro-American. You're not a Canadian anymore. You're Afro-Canadian. They're putting this African title on everybody with the same paint job as the African. Right? But if you just examine the Garifuni story, it doesn't make sense. How can the ship crash and the people jump off the ship and then less than 100 years they create a whole new language? That doesn't even make sense. Right? Yo, check this out. Many of our people, right, are family members that's in the in the belly of the beast that's behind the wall. You know, the way they are transported from one prison to another prison is in that bus and they're chained up. Now, if we just use in a scenario and that bus just happened to crash, the prison bus, and that prison bus crash, you would think everybody on the bus, the devils, that's the COs, and the inmates, they all die because the inmates, if the bus crash and the, the guards and everybody die, nobody is there to set the inmates free. So they all pretty much die. Right. That just kind of make common sense. They, everybody lose their life. This devil going to tell us, though, right, that there was a ship. They don't know what kind of ship. Was it a French ship? Was it a Portuguese ship? Was it a Spanish ship? They don't know the ship that the Garifuni was on. But they, they, they're certain that the ship came over and it crashed. But the people, so all the captains and all the people, right, that worked the ship, the devils, they so hot, they somehow died, and they want us to believe that the slaves escaped. But wait a minute, you told us that these people was chained up, hand and foot. We seen the pictures, we watched Roots. So how did they end up getting free out the chains and shackles? Nobody got an answer for that. Not only that, how do a people group? Leave one place, West Africa, they're telling us, come to the islands and all of a sudden create a whole new language in less than 100 years. Because if I'm from Africa, I should be able to speak some type of African dialect. If you took 500 Detroiters and we speak English and you dumped us in Central Africa, you come back 100 years later, we still going to speak English. Well, we're going to just stand around in, in the jungles and just learn a whole new language. It doesn't work that way. If you dumped us on the island somewhere in Hawaii, 500 Detroiters. We're going to just come up with a whole new language in less than 100 years? No. That doesn't even make sense. We got a whole new ceremony and all this other kind of shit. But you're telling us we from somewhere else. But the language doesn't match up with the people. Man, I can go on and on about this old kind of shit, beloved. It doesn't make any sense what they're telling us. Let me go on to the source. <laughs> Let me go on to the source, beloved. Because, man, I could just... Man, come on, baby. We can... Just question these folks sometimes. Ain't gonna hurt you none. Just question these folks sometimes what they tell you. Don't stop regurgitating. Stop. Listen. What I hate to see is stop running to this podcast to regurgitate what the devil told you. Come to, if you want to challenge me, come to me and say, VJ, this is uh what you're saying is inaccurate because my family tradition is thus, thus, and so. When you want to disagree with this podcast, begin your disagreement with. My family's history is we are thus, thus, and so. Don't come to this podcast saying, look, I got a book. This guy from Harvard, and he said this. And they go on some Google and look, this is a guy from, he from Pennsylvania State, and he said this. And this guy from Michigan State said that. And the guy from Florida State said that. What does your family say? Goddamn, everybody got to say so but your folks. 
the funniest things when you start seeing these black indigenous people, right, quote unquote, and they having like a, a debate with uh <laughs> with these Pan African guys. The Pan African guys say, "Man, we need some real scholarship." The the uh look, the indigenous black man who's talking about his family is Indian, right? He's on. He's like, "Yeah, well, my grandmama said this. My grandmama said that." Man, we don't give a goddamn what your grandmama said. You need to come on this platform with some real scholarship. <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all in on the uh on the tip, right? When a Pan African guy is saying real scholarship, know what he's saying? We do not believe you until you you can produce a source that's written by a devil. <laughs> if that so-called white man didn't say it, it didn't happen. <laughs> that's what that's what a credible source means. He won't black folks been saying this kind of stuff. Black people, black scholars have always said Negroes was in the Americas way before the slave trade. That ain't nothing new. Black scholars been saying that. Moore's been saying that. You know what I'm saying? I've been certain of them been saying that. This is old news to them. No, not the Pan-African guy. And then when he does say that you could so much evidence these days, he have to kind of say you was here before the slave trade. He going to make some ship that you came over from Africa. He going to give you some Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa made 400 ships. Then some of them say Mansa Musa made a thousand ships. I said, damn, it, it, it should be a goddamn tree left in Africa. Goddamn me. They got a, uh, 200, 400, 600, 800 ships. You know what I'm saying? All these ships just to come to America. Why are all these Africans leaving America? Pardon me. I said that wrong. Let me say it the right way. Why are all these Africans is leaving Africa? Y'all niggas and told us for the last 100 years they got gold and diamonds over there and everybody is kings and queens and, you know, they got Kemet this and all these dynasties. And so they wanted to leave. Why, they, for what? What they wanted to leave great old Africa for? You could drop a seed in the ground and this will grow and that will grow and all that. And Man, them folks bailing out that place, though. Every time you look up, you go, <laughs> you go to New York. Boy, the Nigerians for to take New York over. <laughs> oh man, maybe that's a different story for a different day, right? Let's get in the books, right? You guys wanted to hear from the devil, so we got a devil source pulled up. And um, no, we don't believe this guy. He's delusional. So the only time we do indeed use the devil as a source when his history. Right. When his story lines up with our story, then we can say it's credible, not just because he said it. When his story lines up with our story, it's credible. When his story doesn't line up with people group story, we say that's not. It's a lie. You know, you can call, beloved, you can jump on the phone and call a reservation. They never heard nothing about this Bering Strait story. The devil gave it to them. He 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 said the world was flat. And when he found other territories in the world, after he found out that it wasn't flat, he walked up to people and gave them a history. Say, oh, this is how you must have got here. You got here through this and that. And it is what it is, right? So let's go to page. Um, let's see what we got. Let's go to page. Uh, I think I want to do two. 
I think I'm going to do 284. I think that would be a good start. Man, that was a hell of an intro, man. I just had to get that off. You know what I mean? Um, let me get some a sip of this coffee. Native Dutch of New Guinea. Original man. Uh, let's do let's do two eighty four. How about that? Let's do two eighty four. And it um. And it says uh, it will be seen that the Papians must have also most probably been the first inhabitants of Australia and Tasmania. Let's stop right there. Do anybody got a problem with that? The Papians being the first inhabitants of Australia. And Tasmania, the so-called black man and woman. The first person on these territories. Well, anybody got a problem with that? Um, this source is important because it has a photo in the center, right? This is not any picture scholarship. This is not something we pulled off uh, Google Pics or Yahoo Pics or Yahoo Images or anything like that. Uh, he's going to make a statement later, and this is the reason why we're using this source, but I was explaining to one of our people that black folks were in the Americas and he said, uh, yeah, but it was a different kind of black folk. I was like, what? I didn't even know what that meant. I'm like, what does that mean? Like a different kind of black folk. What is that? That's a black. It's really not anything. It's a racial classification for dark skinned people, right? With woolly hair, curly hair, some of our people have straight hair. Um, I know they told you we don't, but we do. Uh, wavy hair. Pointed nose, broad nose, middle-sized lips, thick lips, people of the planet. Black folks classification. You got the strongest gene is what they're really saying. When they talk about black, they talk about a people group with a dominant gene. Right? The original people of the planet. Well, we'll continue though. But whether they had any time spread over West Malaysia, India, and Madagascar can no longer be determined. The actual relations in these regions being equally explicable by the presence of either of the Oceanic Negritos, which is Malaysia, India, or of the African Negroes, this is Madagascar, right? The Quartafagase extends their area. Who was their area? These Negroes in conversation, their area, the Negroes. The Quartafagase extends their area even to where? The New World. What is the New World, beloved? That's what we call the Americas. They just wasn't in Africa. They just wasn't in East Asia. They just wasn't on the islands of East Asia. They were also, they, Negro groups, was in the Americas. What do Quartafagase say he identified these dark colored people at in the Americas? The lower Californian aboriginals. I didn't say it. You didn't say it, right? Your school teacher damn near sure, they damn sure ain't say it. Your people that taught you black history month damn sure didn't say it, right? Um... Your African brother that came over here, Mubutu, he never told you this. 
The devil told you this. Now, how does that make us delusional when he is telling a story, quote the forgaze, about black folks being identified in California when black folks from California say the same shit? That's what makes it real. When the devil says something and we say something and it's the same, oh yeah, that's about right. When they start talking about Peru, when the devil said the ancient people of Peru was black, but the black folks from Peru say that. So that's that makes it accurate. When the devil said that the indigenous people of Brazil was black and the people in Brazil are saying the indigenous, now it's true. When he say one thing and you say something else, he's the liar, not us. Black folk ain't never got to get up. We not, we not, listen, we're not the people on the planet that's known for being a liar. We're not the lying people. We're not the uh, warring people. We're going to, we don't have laboratories and gun factories all over the place. And we're going to make guns and ammunition. And that's just not us. We're not the lying people of the planet. Ain't nobody finna make us the lying people of the planet. Now, when we say we was in the Americas, hell, we was in the Americas. We're not the people that lie about shit like that. Right? We don't, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know, we're not the Millie Vanilli of history. That's just not what we do. <laughs> Some of you guys may be too young to know who Millie and Vanilli was, right? Maybe that's a different story for a different day. But we want to, we want to continue because I want to drop down to the last sentence of this paragraph. The extinct Shiraz of South Brazil were also described as black. But no one has yet spoken of them as quote-unquote African. Let's stop and have a conversation on that. Why would these folks in Brazil be looked at as quote-unquote black? I want to make two points about that because we got a guy running around on YouTube, right, telling folks, our people, that they were 98% Indians. We do not agree with that. And he makes a comment that we don't use the term black because black wasn't used until the 1960s and all this. No, beloved. This is an 1860, uh, pardon me, this is an 1800 document. That term black was being used and thrown around then. I just want to make that point first, right? In fact, if a guy that's supposed to be Indian is telling you that, he should know that the brother from Alabama, Tuscaloosa, that mean black warrior. That's what Tuscaloosa means. The Indian chief that these devils met when they went to Alabama, the guy was named Tuscaloosa, um, he was a black man. He was a black Indian chief. That's what that means. Black Indian chief warrior. Maybe that's a different story for a different day. I just want to put that out. The writer, Corte Fugues, though, he never associated the blacks and the Americas with Africans because the nose was different. And he put up a, uh, the way he, he thought, a way he saw it is that our people came from Malaysia, South Pacific, Jumped from that part of the world to Hawaii. Then it was a split. From Hawaii, we jumped from Hawaii to California. And then the rest of us went to Central America. And then from there, South America, right? Okay. Do you know that there's our people? We don't know now. Bro. We don't know that there were black dynasties in Hawaii. While your people and my people in the 1800s in this territory that we call the United States in those fields working Sun up to sundown in the 1800s. Now, the, it's a black dynasty. And where did they come from? Did they come from Africa too? Nobody talks about the black dynasty that come from Hawaii. I think I'm like the only guy on podcast that talk about this kind of shit. 
But if you give these Negroes, these Pan-African Negroes, you give them a little time, they're going to create a boat that came from Africa and went way to Hawaii and they started a dynasty. That's what they do because they learned this from their father. Their father is a European. And everybody with the same paint job in the Americas, he's going to put this African shit on you. Now, we love our brothers and sisters from Africa. But we all ain't everybody with this paint job. We're not from there. It's okay to be from the Americas. It's okay to, hey man, our language was robbed from us. Our original religions was robbed from us. You think these Mexicans was always Catholic? You think these Mexicans always spoke Spanish? It was taken from them, just like you, beloved. Maybe that's a different story for a different day. The writer is showing you a photo of the Papian people, and that looked like y'all uncle. That looked like y'all uncle Charlie from the projects. Now, I don't want to hear nothing about, man, it was a different kind of black. No, beloved, he putting you on the scale. Madagascar, New Papian. That's you. That's you, beloved. Nobody's making this shit up. I want you to put a pen in California because we're going to go to Let's put a pen in California, right? Remember what we talked about Brazil. We, let's, and let's take a look at another source and we just come back to this. How about that? Let's take a look at another source. All right, now, beloved, we're on our next source. Hold on, your brother VJ got to take a coffee break, right? Got to. Yo, I got one of those wines, man. She, um, it's it's coffee at the beginning, but by the time she get through, man, she put all this cream in it and sugar in it, and um, <laughs> that shit ain't gonna keep you up. It's gonna put you to sleep, man. But it's, I enjoy it. It's my thing, right? We had a source in the, uh, this is researches, and this is a good source, man. I want everybody to check it out. You know, um, it's entitled Aboriginal History of America uh, by J.H. McCullough, and this is 1820. Let me blow it up. This is 1829. I want everybody to take a good look at it. Baltimore, right? And, you know, just like we do on the rest of our conversations, beloved, you can always go to the description bar. I'm always put the link there and it's good to just go through the entire book yourself because a lot of, you know, you can be accused of cherry picking. Oh, brother VJ, you just cherry picking. <laughs> you cherry picking, beloved. I'm like, bro. But uh, it's going to be in the description link for you. And uh, I want to go down to page um, 20. Let's do 24. I'm going to blow it up so you can make sure you can see it, though, too, right? And we're going to start the first paragraph. This is the complexion and appearance. And this, this whole document is talking about, again, aboriginals, right? It says, though America possesses some dark brown men approaching to be black, yet it has almost universally believed that there were no aboriginal blacks or negroes found on this continent what is this continent they're talking about the americas but from considering the peculiar circumstances under which a black race was found in north america i found it more than probable 
that the common opinion is erroneous. Let's stop. Am I delusional? Are you delusional? Sister Rodriguez, are you listening? Is the writer delusional? See, y'all don't have no public school system right about now. This is why I go to the 1800s all the time. Not some of the time, all the time. Now, when you get to the 20th century, every Negro you see is from Africa. And I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that's how the, the, the writers wrote. 1829, what was black folks doing during 1829? Black man and black woman, I'm talking to you. What's your position in America? Many of us, not all of us, many of us is in those fields. And I always like to ask, like, when were you allowed to read in America? Because there was a time Negroes was not allowed to read in America. So they just not writing this. This is not a document that was written for black folks to get and read themselves. They gave you another book to read. They gave you that good book. So our people know all the Psalms, all the Proverbs. <laughs> I like Proverbs myself. No, no, let me let me correct that. I don't like Proverbs. I love Proverbs. You know what I'm saying? If you want to get wisdom, you read the book of Proverbs, right? We got that good book. But we're not getting the writers of the world, the historians of the world. We're not reading that, right? Again, this is the when this book was published, there was a black dynasty in Hawaii. I'm not gonna get off that black dynasty because I don't think we research a lot. You know what I'm saying? And I know your children, you know, uh when February rolls around, they're gonna pull out the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., one of the greatest Americans to ever walk the planet. They're gonna talk about our brother Malcolm X as they should. You know, they're gonna talk about Mr. Muhammad, as they definitely should, they're going to talk about Marcus Garvey, as they should, right? You know, Marcus Garvey, he called himself the uh, the provisional president of Africa, right? The brother from the islands, his whole bloodline is in the Americas, but he called himself, he self-identified himself as the provisional president of Africa, right? Dig that. And then he got an understudy running around today. Same spirit as him from Philadelphia, right? Named Dr. Umar. <laughs> Dr. Umar called himself the Prince of Pan-Africanism Right, the Negro from Philadelphia His whole bloodline is in the Americas, right And when it leaves the United States, it goes to where? It don't go to Africa, it go to Cuba But maybe that's a different story for a different day But some of these spirits that you see They recycle themselves You know, our beloved brother Who's now an ancestor, right The Honorable Marcus Garvey He was going to build the Black Star Line Did it happen? You know, you can have that conversation yourself. Our brother out of Philadelphia who touts his name all around. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about Dr. Umar Johnson, always talking about Marcus Garvey, right? He's building a school. Is he ever going to get done with that school? I'll let you answer that question yourself. But it just, we got this infatuation and love for Africa, but we have it. You know what I mean? It's like, it'd be dope if we let Africans teach us about Africa. Because I didn't have, I'm from the west side of Detroit, and we didn't have no Africans come to the community centers and build with us and say, listen, brother, this is the tribe of Ashanti, and this is the tribe of Igbo and Yoruba. No, no, we went and dug up some books that some Jews wrote, and we learned about 
West Africa. Nobody ever from Africa. They never came over here and taught us shit about Africa. It never happened. And if they did, if it did happen, brother and sister, if you listening, if you had an African that come to your neighborhood and taught you about Africa, he stood up and told you about the tribes and this and that. Put his name in the comment box and I want to look him up. I might invite him on the podcast and let, let him teach the platform about Africans because we don't. I ain't never seen one come to our neighborhood and teach a shit about Africa. Normally, if somebody is teaching you and I about Africa, it's a black American teaching another black American about Africa. That's how it normally goes, right? So, um, I'm not delusional, though. And we're not delusional. We're just reading a book by a devil, just like you like it. And we didn't say that there was a... Uh, we found uh, Negroes in the Americas... And he entire, you know, he called them aboriginals. We didn't say it. He said it. He said aboriginal blacks was found on this continent. Now, did you ever hear that before? Have anybody ever told you that before? Have any of these back to African Negroes, they, they're going back to Africa. They ever came and told you some shit like this? Sister Rodriguez, we talking to you too. You ever heard something like this? Have you ever read something like this? We just making it up. You want to you want to disagree with me? You write you track his descendants down and you go to whoever his grandchildren, grandchildren, grandchildren is. You go to him and say, man, your great, great grandpappy was a lie. We all came from Africa. You tell them that. Don't tell us that. This is where we get the term Aboriginal blacks from him. We ain't making this up. But we, we're going to continue, right? Check this out. We're going to continue. Let's skip down to where it says, I, 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 let's go right here. Torquemita says the Californians show no manner of surprise at the sight of some Negroes that accompany Viciano on the voyage to this coast. We're talking about Cali in 1602. Let's go down the sentence. I can only quote from. Venegas, this is California, page 239, that's the source, who says that Torquemita, that when a Negro was ordered to distribute some biscuits to a Californians at the Bay of St. Barnabas, the natives seemed greatly pleased at the sight of the Negro and signified to him that they live in friendship and correspondence with a people of his color and that not far from thence was a Negro village. Let's stop. I'm going to paint the picture for you because you missed it. Right? So I'm finna. All you back to African Negroes, I want to take the uh, take that bone out your nose, right? And take that lip plate out and talking to you. Get that. Go to the sink and wash that cow piss out your head. I want you to come back. I'm talking to you. Because you think you're from somewhere that you're not really from. So you get that goddamn dashiki out your closet. Because <laughs> you got it in there. Take that goddamn dashiki ass hat off, right? Because I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. The devil came in a ship. Guess we had with him on that ship. He had some Africans on that ship with him. And when he got to Cali, you know what he did? He told the Negro, the African Negro, to go out. He gave him some biscuits, right? And he told him to go out and meet the natives. The natives are red people in California. And he said, take them those biscuits. 
And when he got off that ship, that African Negro got off that ship he, with them devils. When he got off that ship, those red Indian nation brothers and sisters was excited to see him. Right. So that just shows you a pause in how this is a visual relationship. They wasn't so happy to see them devils. That's why them devils stayed on the ship. They used the African as a buffer to go into the natives. I want you to put a pin in that. The devil uses the African as a buffer. He's a go-between. That African got off that ship and he, you know what I'm saying? He mingled with the natives because the red man, they loved him. They was happy to see him. And they made sure that they told him, hey, brother, before you go, down yonder from here, your people got a village down yonder from here. They in California, beloved. This not they ain't meet each other on the west coast. But they in California, beloved. They got their own village, their own territory, their own spot. Now your brother VJ been telling you this shit already. I ain't make this shit. I've been telling you this. Now hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You went to an HBCU. Did they tell you that? You went to FAMU. You went to Bethune-Cookman. You were Hornet. You went to Alabama State University. You went to Fayetteville State University. Did he tell you that? Who told you black folks had a... Because he put the date down there, 1602. Those devils already told you, beloved. They first, quote-unquote, slave ship of Africans came in 1619. And where did it go? Jamestown, Virginia. That's way on the other side of the country. Jamestown, Virginia, 1619. The document said 20 some odd niggas is what the document say. But they changed it for you because you don't like the nigger word no more. So it used to say 20 some odd niggas. They changed it to 20 some odd Negroes. And then you don't like that Negro no more either. So they changed it to 20 some odd Africans. Boom. That suited you just great. That's where they told you they came from. That's 1619. This 1602. The red man didn't say they were finna build a village or they gonna build a village. He said they already there. They already there. They been down there. They down yonder. Did you know that though? <laughs> we just making this shit up? We delusional. <laughs> Something is wrong with us. <laughs> now, 1602, it's a black village in California. When the devil get out there though and he established himself out there, right? When he does that and he make a census, what do you think he put them people down as? Let me better yet, let me ask you this. That black village that this red Indian brother is talking about, he's showing the African. When their grandchildren, 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 grandchildren is living, because they living today in the United States. These people ain't just jumping up and disappearing. They are running around, beloved, calling themselves African American today. How many blacks from California saying, no, no, we different? They, it's a lot of our people been saying that though. No, no, no. We've been here. We ain't come from nowhere. Listen, listen. In California right now, that village grandchildren is running around today. Probably got a YouTube channel saying, nah, our people was always here. And a nigga from on the other side of the country, from Delaware somewhere, Baltimore somewhere, somewhere, he on his YouTube saying, this brother just hate himself. He don't want to be African. He hate himself. 
He he need to get close to his African spirituality. He need to get close to his African culture. He need to he'll call this person a liar. He'll call them a liar. These people just that say it was it ain't disappear. Some of our people is telling the truth, is what I'm trying to say, beloved. All of our people didn't come from no, we didn't come from over there. This is why I call black folks a new species. The aboriginal blacks that was here and the Americas got mixed in with the Africans and the East Indians and the Mexicans. Well, we kind of got mixed in with a lot of folk because our people would sleep with anybody, you know, but maybe that's a different story for a different day. Those slave codes protected whiteness is the point I'm trying to make. Because really, when you get down to the nuts and bolts of America, there's only two races. There's white and then there's non-white. All the non-white people in colonial times, they mixed with each other. Because it didn't matter. It didn't matter. They didn't matter. And that's a that bloodline is mixing. Those DNAs are mixing. Those genetics is mixing. You're a new people group now. To be totally honest, you're the new Negro. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. I didn't make up the source. I just showed you. I just showed you one snippet. Do yourself a favor, though, and come back through and read all the information in this document. Because the other writer gave you California, too. He just didn't go in depth. This writer went in, he a little bit, he went in a little bit more in depth. How about that? All right, beloved, we are the last source. And this is the collections of the New York Historical Society. Second series, volume one, right? New York, 1841. Right, you, you know how much we love those 1800s when it comes to history. And uh, we're just going to read one passage from this writer but let's uh let's take a quick recap and let's see what we learn right let's talk about what we learn the first writer talked about black aboriginals in california and in brazil right not only did he talk about those two territories he also talked about tasmania madagascar and what was the other one australia right australia too right dig that I'm going to get a little prophetic in what I'm going to say now because I'm going to show you how it's going to work. When it comes to that first writer, nobody's going to have a problem with him talking about the aboriginals occupying, I'm talking about black folks now, right? Australia, Tasmania, and uh, um, Madagascar, not going to have no problem with that. Where they're going to find the problem is when you identify blacks in the Americas, because that's how it works. It's something about America. It's weird, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, something even more interesting here on Real Black Consciousness One podcast, we don't give the boat theory. We do not give the boat theory. Oh, you know, there's some Africans that got on the boat and they went over and they found the Americas before the devil and all this. Like, no, we don't even play that game. We don't play the Mansa Musa, you know, he. They did uh, all these ships and they, we don't play that game either. And he came over and they found the Americas and they was here. No, beloved, we do something very different on this podcast because, see, the thing is, see, the original man and woman does not have a birth record. 
If you don't leave with nothing, you got to leave with that. The original man and woman doesn't have a birth record. That means that your bloodline as a black man and black woman goes so far back that nobody, you don't have a beginning, beloved. Nobody can point to a date and say, you started here. That doesn't work for you and I. It doesn't work. So what did this mean? This is why I don't get hung up on calling myself black. Oh, man, your people didn't call yourself black. And, you know, people get into that. The original uh, the name was this. The original tribe was that. The original name is this. The original tribe is that. The original people is this. The, I don't get into that name thing. Not like that. You know why? Because once you understand that trip people don't have a birth date, you were thousands of tribes, beloved. There's there's not one name that's going to come along and suit you perfectly. I don't get into the what's your original language and tongue thing because our people was here so long. They spoke thousands of languages, whatever language, because we, we just here, beloved. Our people was here so long. Here's the last kicker. I want this. I got to put this on your spirit before we go. When all these so-called seven continents was one landmass, just one, we was here. That's how we ended up on all these seven continents. You can't just put me in Africa no more. Before Africa was Africa, before Africa is shaped like it was, when this whole land was just one land, don't you know black folks was here? We lived on the top of the land. I don't care and I don't know what shake and bake came, what earthquake came and split up the continents, whatever happened. This is how we ended up on different territories. This is how our people ended up in Hawaii. This is how our people ended up in the Americas. This is how our people ended up in South America, North America, Central America, Australia, Africa, Asia. We're all over the place because there was a point in time in history where the land on earth was just one. The devil called this Pangea. The earth was one. I explained this to a brother one time. And you know what he told me? Beloved, we wasn't here when the dinosaurs was here. <laughs> this nigga told me that. A nigga told me that. We wasn't here when the dinosaurs was here. I'm going to tell you something. Whatever that devil say, we repeat everything he says. Beloved, there's no such thing as a dinosaur. Just because you believe it and I don't believe it, that doesn't mean something is wrong with me. You believe it. The whole concept of a dinosaur, I don't care how many museums this devil make and he put the imagery and the fake ass bones he got out of feet and, the, you know, you know, um, the legs and the abdomen and all the way up to the ribs and the arms and he got the skulls. I don't care what he put in his museums. It's not real. Damn, he can find these goddamn bones from these dinosaurs. When he get when you start asking what these slave ships at, he get closed lip. Oh man, that was hundreds of years ago. This was hundreds of years ago. You know, though, though the wood, this the ship changed to this, the ship changed to that. He ain't got goddamn one museum of none of these ships or nothing or nothing. He ain't got a goddamn a two by four from these slave ships. But when it comes to these dinosaurs, this this devil gonna bring you back some shit from two, three hundred thousand years ago. Let him sell it. <laughs> this nigga, 
That man is showing up devil got that. That man a real devil got that. But dig though, I had a brother, my brother told me that. A brother told, he said, man, we wasn't here when the dinosaurs were here. Now, check this out. I, I'm just going to show you. This is how people think, man, because we regurgitate whatever he regurgitate. The devil told us he had, you know, I'm like, damn, bro. Uh, like, uh, what they call it? Tyrannosaurus Rex? Yo, this devil got this these fake ass uh, skeleton bones in these museums. And he showed you the dinosaur. They got the big ass head and big teeth. And these animals is as tall as trees, right? Okay, so let's just do the math. Let's just do some common sense, and we're gonna do the math, and we're gonna we're gonna replay it in our head, right? If we look at the animal kingdom, and we ain't gotta look hard, but if we look at the animal kingdom, you either gonna be a prey or you a predator. But all animals are predators at some level because they have to eat and kill to survive. So they gotta eat what they kill. Unless this animal is a vegetarian, he could just eat off the land, eat up the, you know, go through the tomatoes and he can go through the corn patches and eat up just whatever's on the land. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. No, the devil didn't tell us these dinosaurs was, um, they were vegetarians. He said they eat meat. They got these long ass teeth and they, they ate meat, right? So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay. Now, we can see animals in the animal kingdom lions and tigers and leopards that's very agile and quick right and their movements and even then they have a hard time catching prey they have a hard time catching prey they're fast they're quick they got good movements and all this but this devil gonna show you a goddamn this animal was big as a tree. So what the hell does he eat? Who is he gonna sneak up on? And who is slow enough for him to catch and eat? Nobody. Nobody in the animal kingdom is slow enough for a fucking dinosaur to catch. But I don't even you believe that kind of shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, where did the dinosaur like I, man? I don't really I can't really go into that because it, it doesn't make sense. But just because you believed in dinosaurs and he showed you Superman and he showed you Batman and he showed you there's a, a guy from New York and he got a web slinger. He can sling a web. He can jump from one building to another building. And he give you all these stories of this shit because he he give you that and we don't believe it. That doesn't mean something is wrong with us. No, beloved. The God. No, he just. No. You know, it just 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 think. And I got to bring it back to this point. <laughs> the same man that told you the world was flat gave you the dinosaur story but he told you the world was flat <laughs> the caveman just figured out it was a globe in the last 500 years like literally maybe 600 years now right look he literally, out of his own testimony, just told you and I that in the last 600 years, he figured out that this is a globe. He didn't even know it. Right? But maybe that's a different story for a different day. When the land was one, is the point I'm trying to make. When the land was one land, we was here on top of the land. If those if those landmass split, and we know they did because they're, they're supposedly seven continents now, we're on all seven continents because of the split. Now, something very, um, I believe I want to say special is going to happen, right? Because the splitting of the land masses have not stopped. 
our chill if not maybe not our children but i'm gonna go out to say if you if you're underneath the sound of my voice i want to say in the next 250 years california will be an island right california won't be on the united states plate anymore because that place is shaking and baking every day so uh it, california is maybe like one good earthquake maybe two or three away from being so within the next 250 years let me say it this way it's going to be enough earthquakes to shake that place into an island and we'll get to see real time we won't but you know what i'm saying like our grandkids 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 we'll be able to see in real time california become an island in the next 250 years beloved i want to also go out on a limb and say new orleans will be an island it's this damn near there that whole louisiana place is under sea level anyway so you it's going to take a few more good hurricanes and natural disaster and then that place would be an island all these places something happened it shook it to make these places come apart you know what i'm saying the the way that things are designed madagascar wasn't always separated from east africa is what i'm saying australia was attached to something at one point is what i'm saying hawaii was attached to something haiti was attached to something something happened and it shook and baked and it came loose is what i'm saying that's all right that's how many of our people ended up on these islands and on these land masses and i also want to say this as well my own personal belief on real black consciousness for podcast is that when south america and north america and africa split from each other i don't think it was a I think the split was gradual, where it gradually kept shifting to the West. You know what I mean? I don't think it was something that just, I think it was a gradual shift, shift, shift. And um, that's what made the, the bigger distance. But there was already people on the top side of these places after the break, right? But that's what we kind of learned from our first source. Our second source, we've seen that the European always traveled and i said this in earlier podcasts he always traveled with two people he took an african with him if not an african the east indian always right the way they try to paint picture the way that these devils try to make history to people like you and i is that he just recently i'm talking about the devil the european he just recently ran into these africans in the last 500 years as long as africa been there Europe has been where it's been. Them people always knew each other, but they don't paint that to us in the United States. The way they come to black Americans is like Spain and Portugal and British. And they just recently got to Africa in the last 500 years. And they, they never really been on that quote unquote interior of Africa. They played this whole little game. Like they didn't really know Africans like that. No, beloved. They always knew them people. They always, they have always been neighbors. Arabs, Africans and Europeans have always been neighbors with each other. They always intermingle with each other. The only people that they don't know is you. Who are you going to think going to hit that plantation first? <laughs> he know the African. Even in the second, because I don't want y'all to miss that part. That, that European always used that African as a buffer for people of color. Hey, you go... He can he know how to use him against I don't want to go down that road. 
Because y'all gonna think I'm taking it somewhere. I'm gonna just leave that alone. Right? That African was on the ship with him. That African is in a relationship with him. Don't you think it odd every time Christopher Columbus made an expedition, it was Africans on the ship with him. Every time the Spanish went somewhere, there was Africans on the ship with him. Every time the Portuguese went somewhere, the Africans was on the ship with him. All the time. They know each other, beloved. They paint a picture like they just ran into each other 500 years ago. No, they know each other. They don't know you. You're going to go on that plantation. Man, don't y'all know that during um during the Jim Crow era, the American Negro couldn't even go into a lunch counter, beloved. Couldn't do it. Couldn't go into no lunch counter in the South, North, nowhere, and eat nothing. Your African brother, he can go right in there and get something to eat. Mobutu, he 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 didn't go hungry. You went hungry. He didn't go hungry. I'm talking about doing the Jim Crow era. I'm going to give you guys this. How about this? How about we do this? How about you look up Jim Crow and then you look up when was the first African embassy was in the, the Americas, United States? Then you tell me what. You just you explain it to me. I want to say during the 1920s, the 1930s, I believe that was the first time what South Africa was first to get the embassy in the United States in D.C., right? <laughs> you couldn't even go to a lunch counter. Maybe that's a different story for a different day. Um, on this source... Let me get a hit of this coffee. Hold on. Let's go to page. Uh, let's do 40. Let me see what I'm looking for. I noticed at the beginning of the book. Let's do page 43. What we want. We're talking about Verrazano. We're talking about Explorer. We're going to hit you guys with a quick passage. We're going to get a benediction. And we're going to close out. How about that? Right. Let me blow it up so you can see it. Let's do 40. Uh, we're going to do page 42. We're going to go with the second paragraph. We're going to do one line and we out of here, right? This is Verrazano again on his expedition. He goes to the Carolinas and he see a people group. He see Native Americans. He's describing the Native Americans. And it says the complexion of these people is, what did he say? Do you see it? Black. Not much different from that of the who? Of the Germans? Of the Turkish? Of the British? No. Or the Jordanians? 
No. Of the Arabians? No. Of the Chinese? No. The complexion of these people is black, not much different from that of the Ethiopians. How many of y'all have seen some Indians in the Carolinas at these reservations, wherever you want to go? They got the same skin complexion as the Ethiopians. How many of you guys seen them? I haven't seen them. Did you see them? Somebody said, well, that's a different kind of black. <laughs> they got the same complexion as the Ethiopians. Now, many of you guys, y'all pro-black. So I'm going to I'm going to translate that for my pro-black crowd. They had the same complexion, uh, not much different than the Kushites. <laughs> you know, they get our people get real deep and pro-black. The Kushites, right? Ethiopians. You know what the, the, the term Ethiopian even mean? Burnt skin, black. That's all it means, burnt skin, black. Where is these burnt skin black folks, black Indians, natives in Carolina? Where where they went today? They disappeared. They jumped up and they just disappeared. They got bored. They ran behind the red Indians. What happened? Like what happened to them? I'm asking because people saying our people is delusional for saying they already was here. Now, if those people in that complexion live in the Carolinas, right, and then that European. Came over here with his buddy, the African and the East Indian. He came over here and they had a settlement. And then those Africans and those East Indians began to get off those ships and start to intermingle with these, these natives that had a complexion of black people. They had the same complexion as the Ethiopians and then they produced an offspring. How would those people identify themselves today? That's the real question. What would, what would they be calling themselves today? Where's the reservation for these Indians that Verrazano seen that was black in color? They looked like the Ethiopians. Where are their reservation at? If we're delusional, just answer the question. They're like, what shit, where are their reservation at? I ain't never seen none of them. Well, I'm just talking, I'm being facetious when I say I, I, I seen some of them, but you didn't see them. Because you think all them people look like Tonto. And then the way they kind of worded these pan-African Negroes, they kind of you make it look like that we're trying to jump on the Indians train. And I don't play that Cherokee, Choctaw, Cheyenne. So I don't do that. I'm the original man and woman. I don't do that. I ain't got it. I know where that come from. I already had a conversation where that come from. So this is not an original man. We trying to jump on a red man's thing. I ain't on that. I ain't on the. No, nah, we ain't doing that, beloved. We ain't gonna jump on our brown brother and sister thing neither. But Sister Rodriguez said, "Yo, we delusional." So I'm like, okay. When the, when the uh, if an explorer come up and he see a people group, and he said, "Damn, these folks look they black like Ethiopians." Then what happens from there? What happened to these group of people? What happened? Maybe we are not all delusional. How about that? And how about when the census came, when those devils started to come over, build their colonies, all 13 of them, build their plantations, 
What happened when they made the census? How did they label these people in the census? What do you think they put the mass? <laughs> How about we stop there, beloved? How about we stop there? Right? Let's go for our benediction. Right? If all hearts and minds are clear. This is it, beloved. We're going to leave it right there. You, you guys, y'all was raised in the church house. If all hearts and minds are clear, let, let everybody stand to their feet. Let everybody raise their hands, right? May the Lord watch between me and thee when we absent. Come on, y'all know it. Y'all know it. One from the other. Amen, right? <laughs> Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening, beloved. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, man. This is Real Black Content Forum Podcast, man. Big VJ. I get it with you guys later. Peace.